da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Showtime. Brian Gill, what are we talking about this week? This week, we're going to be talking about concussion, Kent. It's been a long time, fellas, since we've done an actual show. I know. That wasn't Star Wars focused. I know. I feel like I haven't talked to you you jokers in quite a while. But uh, how were your holidays? How How was Christmas for everybody? It was good, man. Pretty, uh, pretty laid back. I didn't have to go anywhere. That was nice. Usually, I'm, I'm, you know, going to out of town family, but instead this year they all came to us. So it was nice, uh, nice chill. Brian, were you showered with Force Awakens gifts this Christmas? <laughs> I, I assume you got numerous. I didn't get too much of that kind of swag, but my kid did. My kid got loaded <laughs> up with all kinds of good Star Wars stuff. Man, so. I wish I was a kid right now. I know. I We've just, been playing Star like, Wars a lot the last couple of days, so it's been fun. That's awesome. Well, how many times have you seen it? What's the tally up to? I'm I'm, stay, I'm stuck at four. I think I'll see it one more time uh, after the holidays when I can take my kid back so we can sit through the whole thing. Um, but, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not saying I won't go see it again. I'm just not. I'm not planning on it at this point. There's so many other movies I got to get through, yeah. you know. Yeah, so there is. Maybe once the calendar turns and there's, you know, three months where not a single movie comes out, maybe I'll go back during that time. Richard actually saw it again tonight. I know. I'm so proud of my little buddy. Second uh, time. Yeah. Richard, impressions of maybe the second time and the IMAX 3D experience. How was that? I saw it in IMAX 3D. My girlfriend's dad had not seen it, so I took him. Him and I went and saw it. It was uh, it was great. I enjoyed it a lot the second time. Uh, tried to just look for hints and foreshadowing anything for you know the movies coming out is all I did the entire time. Didn't find anything they could, that I knew about that I could figure out. So, uh, but I enjoyed it. It was the IMAX was spectacular. The 3D was was magnificent and uh, was a fun night. I the, very few of those type of movies. Well, I can't remember the last time I saw a movie twice in the theater. So Tammy, probably Tammy, I would guess. No, Tammy, I saw six times. Oh, I mean, okay. Just, My just, bad. Yeah, just twice. See Tammy, Tammy in the Omni Theater. You know the one that's just yeah. like a planetarium. That one's yeah. just stare up. That's the only way you can really see. The it. only way you can really experience <laughs> Tammy is now Omni Theater. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> she falls down at you. That's the difference. But yeah, no, it was really fun. Really, well, really, really an underrated part of the IMAX experience, Richard. And you can probably attest to this after seeing a second time, is the sound. Yes, the that was... The picture is great, and the 3D is great, but the sound in IMAX is unbelievable. And it's, yeah, it especially so, for Star Wars... It took a while to get adjusted yeah. to, but I, I liked how loud it was. It was just super loud. So. It's great. Yeah, and I noticed like, the score, I noticed a lot more the second time around, too. Which really? Is, which is great, and I've revisited a few times on Spotify, which it's I'm glad it's mm-hmm. available on there. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Very good. Yep. And uh, hopefully uh, we can... Get an official vinyl pressing of it someday, Brian. Yeah, I think it's on vinyl. Is it not? I feel like I don't I've seen so. it on vinyl. Uh, okay, well, that needs to exist. Needs to. Needs to happen. Disney, yeah. shout out. So there is other stuff that has come out. There are other movies that were released. Same weekend, I don't as, same weekend as Star Wars. Couldn't, couldn't believe they did that. Couldn't believe. Uh, Idiots. No, there were, no there, were, there were a few other movies that came out, and some people saw, believe it or not. <laughs> Richard and I, before you jumped on here, Brian, yeah, uh, we're talking about a little movie called Daddy's Home, which has quietly made forty something, fifty million dollars. Jeez, oh, and that's, has that's outpaced forty million dollars not well spent right there, and has outpaced the 
Polar Fay Sisters film. Yeah, it's yeah. already made more money than uh, the Bone Sisters. Have you seen it? No. no. No, that's that's on my list of like I will not see that movie, and you know I see a lot of movies. I was but... just telling Richard I hadn't seen any advertising for it or marketing or or I had seen the trailer online I think, but I'd never. Yeah. I don't know. I just I just didn't put it out there that much. I, uh, I've seen a bunch kinda... the last just the last week. Like it's been okay. It's they've started pushing it um, recently. What yeah. do we think about sisters? You think think they kind of screwed over yes, Tina they, and Amy on this? Universal hosed them. Oh, no, uh-huh. no question. No question. I saw Sisters yesterday, and it's really funny. It's horribly offensive and dirty and raunchy and all that sort of stuff. But if you, you, know, if you like that kind of movie, it's very funny. And Faye and Polar, Faye and Polar should make a movie every three or four years anyway. And so, I mean. Unfortunately, this will keep them from doing this. Yeah, now. yeah. It's total insanity because it's a funny movie. Um, Faye and Polar are both, they're not. They're not huge draws, but they're they're consistent draws. I feel like and at the right uh, time. Yeah, if you're put out there, it, and it it didn't it doesn't feel it's not a Christmas movie at all, or an or an awardsy movie. So there's like a tacked on scene at the end that takes place during Christmas, and it's it seems so clear that they added that after the fact when they when they figured out when they were going to release it. But if if you would have put this on late july early august it it wins the weekend and has a nice it's got a little story to it it's, this is not going to be a movie that makes 100 million dollars but it probably makes 50 you know and instead good grief it looks like it's not gonna i'm, I'm trying to look at the the total here it's at like 27 right now 30 something like that i mean it's hmm. not it could have done much better it, they they hosed tina fey and amy poehler like yeah. really bad that's it Putting anything opposite Star Wars was really a really bad idea, but that's a decent property. It makes sense for the Chipmunks movie to come out opposite Star Wars because who right. cares? But that's two; those are two stars that you've dumped opposite the biggest movie of all time. So it, right. it makes no sense. And clearly, both of them were angry about it. Like every, I saw uh, Polar on Fallon and Faye on something else, and they both were just. They were trying to be good soldiers about it, but clearly they were upset. Well, yeah, every interview they did was just, oh, so you're opening against Star Wars. How do you yeah, think? exactly. It was just every, yeah. That was They're all so they were talking about. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You, I didn't even know what it was about other than that they were sisters. Right. Really. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it's good. So there's no positive. I know people aren't going to see it, but there's no positive buzz. Like it's not going to pick up steam or anything like that. Yeah. It's just kind of teeter out or – Slightly rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. Too. I, don't, I don't really understand. I thought it was. I mean, it's not an A plus movie, mm-hmm. but it, uh, it's a solid, solid, solid comedy. Yeah, yeah. Like Good. every comedy that comes out these days, it needs to be twenty minutes shorter. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I. It's the Judd Apatow effect of every comedy. We just have to. It's got to be two hours plus. It can't be ninety minutes. You know. I. I don't really. I don't care for that trend. And it's this one definitely could have been cut a little bit. But you know, it was. It was a lot of fun. It was a much better movie than I expected it to be based on release date and Rotten Tomatoes, I guess. Well, good. Well, Richard actually saw a trailer in the IMAX experience tonight that we would like to discuss. And Richard, I'll let you take this segment, if you will. Well, it's it's a movie I know we've been waiting on uh, for, for you. I'm actually... Uh, skyping in with you guys from a remote. I'm actually in line for it right now. <laughs> okay. Um, it, it's a movie we've been waiting for for a long time. Uh, Kent and I, especially. It's uh, anyone that knows Kent and myself knows. Uh, I think 
first thing you would say, Ken, I think you'll agree to describe us as huge Warcraft players, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. And world, world of Warcraft. Richard. World. Of, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You can't throw around the lingo because I don't really know what you're talking about. Okay. So make um, sure. Well, but that I is will... one of the five things, the five biggest things I know about you, especially Richard. Especially me, because everyone knows I love the woods. First off, and I love, <laughs> you do or, love or, the woods. just a big fan of orcs in general. Yeah, I love I big orc guy. I've got my license plate is orc lover. Yeah, <laughs> O R C L V R. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, the, before before we started hanging out, the the five things I knew about you were one that you you love Dirk. Uh, number two, you love Bob Dylan. Uh-huh. Number three, you love cardigans. Um, <laughs> number four, I can't do anymore. Sorry. I had seen this earlier in Star Wars the first time I saw it, but I we hadn't talked about it. So, I mean, <laughs> what, what by, by the way, I don't this? i I don't mean to offend any yeah, people who really do I, like Warcraft because I have I do know people who do play Warcraft. I'm I'm, I'm here to say no need to do a movie, especially a movie that looks like a video game. It yes. just looks like a trailer to a new Awful. Warcraft video game, guys. Gosh, right? yeah. We have to sit through two and a half hours of this. It should just be called Underbite the Film. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently it's necessary. It's just a lot of close-ups on underbites. Oh, man. man. Duncan Jones, yeah. poor guy. I know. That's such... I'm so sad about that because this movie looks... <laughs> Awful, just awful. And oh, Duncan Jones made this movie. Yes, yeah. and I love Duncan Jones. Duncan Jones made a borderline masterpiece of sci-fi. Like Moon is such a good movie and horribly underrated when it came out. And Source Code's fine, you know. Source Code is is a fine yeah. follow-up sophomore album sort of thing. Gosh, this looks so bad. It looks so bad. I'm, I wonder how much I'm he got paid nervous. to do this, and wonder how big the budget was. I mean, this is going to be yeah. a huge like money loser for it's, the it's, studio it's gonna tank hard yeah let me let me see the, the here they don't the, even have the budget up brian but, you can attest to this um, yeah we were in the theater together yeah for the trailers yeah. before star wars right and and i just love the experience of the 10 minutes before the movie when the trailers go just the audience audience reaction sometimes mm. they show a trailer you're not expecting all that and yeah. so i just want to talk about that experience real quick because they showed a couple trailers one of these, one of them was Warcraft, but the other one was Batman v Superman. Yeah, and uh, it, this is, mind you, this is a sold out Star Wars: The Force Awakens IMAX. We 3D all took crack. crack right before it. We were amped. We were up. so amped. Up, yeah. this crowd was, and uh, probably five hundred people sold out IMAX 3D screening premiere night. And show they show the uh, 3D trailer, mind you, the IMAX 3D trailer for Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice, and. The the logo Dawn of Justice comes up and it says like coming this March and then the trailer ends and it's just it's just dead silence. <laughs> the same thing went for Warcraft though. No yeah, it just was dead. just completely dead for both yeah. of those movies and I don't know yeah. what I felt like for Batman v Superman it was a lot of that just looks awful. And for Warcraft it was kinda like, um what? I don't like <laughs> And it's just so funny how how derivative and templated trailers are now. They're all the same with the lo- the way the logo shows up at the end with the light shadowing over it, you know, yeah, kind of yeah. how it appears. It's just with the 
<laughs> I just yeah, gotta have the inception. Somebody needs to step in and revolutionize movie trailers for once. Right. Like Christopher Nolan, I guess, did it with that Inception trailer, and that's what everything's kind of been yeah. following up on. But what man. if every trailer, like the the copy, was read by like a jaunty Brit with a very like Cockney <laughs> accent, like fake Conan <laughs> well, some, O'Brien? Well, accent. someone played a saloon piano in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that would make uh, Hail Caesar better, I think. I don't uh, think trailers need to be two and a half minutes either. I no. need I need thirty yeah. seconds. Shit <laughs> me yeah. fast. Give me the, my movie. Right. We don't even need trailers yet. We have the internet. <laughs> we know what's coming out. Oh, oh man, fun. I do love a good trailer, but they're few and far between. They're very days. few, very very few, and, and they're so between. misleading because you know, as we've talked, and they about give away the whole movie half the time too, yeah. as well. Man so. of Steel, such a great trailer, very good trailer, such a garbage movie. So. Yes, sir. And so yep. was the uh, Tomorrowland great trip. Yes. Gosh, what a letdown. What a letdown. I still letdown. can't get over that that's bad. I, I can't believe that came I, out this year. I completely That was my most anticipated movie of this year, guys. Same. Yeah, it was top number Side two for the, the first half of the year for me. I, I'm still very disappointed about I'm that. like a really it still hurts a little bit. I haven't yeah. really come to grips with it yet. Yeah. Wow. I'd, I'd forgotten about it, dude, because... I mean, obviously, it's a very forgettable movie, unfortunately. But I was sitting down uh, this week, starting to do my my research for all the blog stuff that I'll write for the end of the year, and I was like, "All oh, right, that was this year. Oh man, what a what a letdown! What a letdown!" It's been disappointing, but there's still a lot to come. There's still movies we have to review this year. And we are. I'm excited. We got the Hateful Eight coming up later. Goodness. This month, The Revenant talk, we're going to get Joy, we're going to get The Room, or Room, I should say. We're going to get Room, we're going to get... be cool if we did The Room. That weird, we will uh... see. We will see what else we do as well. <laughs> yeah, Big Short. That... I think we'll get a Big Short yeah. somewhere. I'm going Hateful Eight, 70mm tomorrow, guys. I'm excited. I saw it last night, and let's just say I can't wait to talk about it on the show. Yeah. So look forward to that. Hey, what's up, ma'am, fam? Kent here. And yes, if you're hearing from me, you know it's time to talk about Blue Apron. If you haven't tried out Blue Apron by now, what the heck are you even doing? Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh meals straight to your door. All the food is fresh. It's sourced from local farms. And there's no wasted ingredients. I've been a Blue Apron subscriber for a long time now. And they have still, to this day, never let me down. There's tons of variety. Some featured upcoming meals include summer vegetable and egg paninis, soy glazed pork and rice cakes, skillet vegetable chili with cheddar drop biscuits, holy crap, and garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad. So take it from me. Try out Blue Apron now. Go to blueapron.com slash mad. That's blueapron.com slash mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron, blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. But tonight we have a special guest joining us, we I believe, do. to talk do. Will Smith and concussion. So we are joined again by our good friend Godwin. Godwin, hey guys. what up? Good, good, good. How's it going, man? I am so stoked to be here again. Back good. by popular demand. Yes. <laughs> I, I got to say, we've had several several listening listener guests over the course of this last year, and none All of them brought... Been great. Yes, we've had awesome guests, seriously. Not, I am totally so surprised not a joke. Richard's saying that. 
so yeah. surprised you just said that. <laughs> yeah. uh, Brian's holding but, a gun to my head right now. Yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> we put in some litigation in his contract to make sure. <laughs> Obviously, that, so. I no, love but seriously, our I'm dead serious. We've not had near. No one has uh, stoked as much uh, comment or interest as as you. Like we had lots of people email and tweet and whatnot of like that guy's awesome. Get him on the show again. Somebody so. said that. They should replace me with you, Godwin. Yeah. So, that's good. Yeah. yeah. That so was now me. It's your adversary. For the yeah. record, I was the one that said that. <laughs> well, I'm excited to have you back. And oh, man. I'm, I'm excited, excited to, to talk this movie with you. Uh, but yeah. have you revisited Now You See Me since the last time you've been on? <laughs> oh. Any thoughts you want to get out? What are you talking about? Um, instead of seeing Star Wars, that's oh. exactly what I saw on Christmas Day. It's It was awesome. <laughs> It's now a new As tradition usual. for you guys. Awesome. <laughs> Obviously, set the family down and tell them you have to see this. Wow, what are your Star Wars thoughts? <laughs> oh, oh, we we could be here all day. You know this, Kent. Okay, <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Well, let's just get, give us a minute. Give us a minute, then. <laughs> well, um, where do I start? It, it was amazing. It was. It was. I was almost shedding tears like Brian, and uh, it, it was good. You hear, it Brian? Was, it was That's so your reputation. Almost. Yeah. Sure. On so many (laughs) levels. Um, uh, To be honest, I don't think I'm as high up on it as you guys. I listen to to your your podcast about it. And um, I I love the the reimagining. And I I, I feel there was so much that could be done plot-wise with it. And I felt there was so much we could do. And I guess um, that's what the trilogy is going to be about anyway, when we get to see, like... uh, yeah. Um, how much, how much deeper they can go into the story? I feel like uh, the story yeah. arc could—they definitely could could uh, develop it a whole lot better. And I think that's what's—and that's what the uh, the parts eight and nine is, is all going to be about, essentially. Yeah, so, I, I heard J.J. Abrams has said in the past week that he's read Ryan Johnson's script and it's better than anything he's like i wish i was doing it like it's just unbelievably awesome johnson's awesome yeah he's great i can't wait absolutely awesome yeah exactly i am like i am looking forward to that that's just gonna blow everything out of the water i think that's gonna be the best i feel i'm excited for it well and i i can't wait to talk this movie as well Uh, this is one that we've been anticipating for a while it's um kind of controversial it, it spars a conversation more than a review, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, so I guess you can start us off with your general thoughts of this. And God would oh. make sure you tell the truth when you do. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I was wondering who was going to say that first. Was it going to be? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think we all know. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, guys, uh, I've been looking forward to this movie, too, as well, uh, simply because uh, two main reasons. One, um, I felt like this was the movie that probably was going to bring Will Smith back um, mm-hmm. from the atrociousness of, of uh, Focus and uh, After Earth. And uh, I'm a big Will Smith fan. I feel like um, in the last 10 years, he's been, you know, one of those heavyweights in Hollywood until I don't know what happened Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, it just it just went downhill for me. So I was looking forward to the film because of that. That was one reason. Uh, the second reason was, like you said, because it provokes a, a discussion, right? It's a discussion about the NFL. It's a discussion, um, and it, it it tells a story that I kind of can relate to, like uh, 
uh, uh, uh, whole coming to uh, coming to the states and you know following the American dream. In my case, like the Canadian dream. Dream, and it's it's essentially about a guy who, which is just uh, all syrup related, right? Syrup and beer, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, <Okay>. obviously. <laughs> yeah. So so it tells a story of a guy who I felt um, tried to stand by his principles and 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 he felt that 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 American dream was all about, right? And it's something I could relate to. And I, want, I, I wanted to, I, I've, I've heard about the story before this, and I wanted to see how, um, how they were going to uh, present that so far. So, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, do I think they did a great job at it? Uh, well, well, that's all for discussion, and, and uh, we'll, we'll probably get into that more. Yeah, so what did you think of it? Yeah, so I think it was I think it was a good movie. Was it a great movie? Um, I I don't think so. I think um, the one thing that really holds the movie together for me is uh, the performance by Will Smith. I think I think it's a great story that needs to be told. It's a story that provokes provokes a lot of discussion. Um, however, like Brian, I'm not a big fan of biopics to start with, mm-hmm. and uh, and I feel like uh, for biopics, to be really great these days there has to be a series of fantastic performances across the board um that happened here for me in this movie i don't think it did um i think uh aside will smith um performance wise it i felt it was a bit lacking so it's a good movie it's a it's a good biopic but um i don't think it's it's absolutely great yeah i i think it deserves better yeah. yeah, I think exactly. this. I think the subject matter deserves better. I think this story deserves better. This individual story deserves better. And uh, Peter uh, Landisman, the director, mm-hmm. Richard and I actually talked about his previous film Parkland a couple years ago, maybe last year, uh, yeah. about the JFK assassination. And our review of that, basically, to sum it up, was this kind of feels like a movie you would show your high school class about the JFK mm. assassination. Uh, this almost seems like a movie you would show your high school class about the dangers of playing football. Yeah. Um, I know. It, exactly. Uh, exactly. It, it really uh, disappointed me in a lot of areas. Uh, the Will Smith performance is is great. I mean, you're really, you really can tell he's, tr- he's taking himself serious again, which I love. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> hopefully this leads to bigger and brighter things ahead. I agree with that uh, sentiment. And, you know, he passed on Django and a couple other movies here in the past few years that could have revived his career if he had done them. Yeah. But it seems like he has picked the wrong projects in the past few years. Focus, again, to be more specific. But he really brings it, and he's serious. And Alec Baldwin's in this, and Albert Brooks, and I like these people, but you know, Alec Baldwin's just trying so hard with this script. <laughs> just oh trying so hard to make this sound convincing, this dialogue sound convincing, and and it just doesn't work. His character doesn't work at least. And mm-hmm. there's, a, I have, I have some issues with this movie, but I, I wish it deserves better. My only issue with it is that it deserves better the way this story was told. And, um, I'm excited to talk about it, but Brian, what are your general thoughts? Yeah, I mostly agree with you guys. Um, it's well established. I don't really care for biopics. This subject matter interests me a lot. And, uh, I, you know, I work in youth sports and, uh, the, 
anyway, so this this is a very interesting subject matter to me. It was handled so well in League of Denial, the the documentary that PBS did uh, last year, maybe the year before. I think that's on Netflix and should probably be required viewing. I think. I mean, it's very very good documentary. Um, but you know, my stance on biopics is is pretty much always the same. Is like I'd I'd rather watch a documentary on this than a dramatization. And there's a few exceptions here and there. You know, Straight Outta Compton's very good and. Love and Mercy, I, I loved earlier this year. Are you considering this a straight biopic, though, or it's no, biopic-y? it's not. It's it, not it's, a it's it's biopicy, and it's it's definitely trying to be Oscar winner sort of stuff, and um, and I think that that well, kind of does fine. it a discredit. In the sense that he's uh, yeah. not playing a character and he's playing an actual person that was yes, actually yes. Just, I, I mean, yeah, totally. And look, I think Will Smith is very good, and I'm sure we'll talk about more about him as we go. Great, very strong performance from him, and I don't think this is a bad movie at all. I think it's it's fine, um, but I just think that the the I think the the con- the actual concussion issue is so much more interesting than the story of this guy who discovered. The, does that make sense? Like it's it's yeah. a yeah. I, I don't. I'm just not that. I'm just not that interested in in this story. I mean, it's you know there are some twists and turns and. And, you know, it's it's not that it's undramatic. It's just it kind of overshadows the bigger picture and the much more interesting story to me, which is CTE and concussions and subconcussive hits and what football does to your body. And um, that to me is where I what I when this movie excelled, that's where I was. That's where I thought it was. It was sitting was like this information and the way that it is put out on screen and in in the script is really good. But then it goes away from that very quickly. And it's just about uh, Dr. Amalu, which, you know, again, it's fine. It's there's nothing wrong with it. And it's not uninteresting. It's just it's not as interesting as the subject matter at, you know, at the base of this whole movie, I think. I agree. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It falls flat in. And in some areas that are extremely obvious, and I've got them highlighted here, but I want to get Richard's thoughts first on general thoughts, I guess, on your experience with this uh, movie. As a second chapter, I think it's definitely an improvement um, over right. the over the Parkland. First, no, over um, the first film in the NFL Cinematic Universe draft day. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, phase one is well underway. Phase one is underway. Um, yeah. You have NFL to a, CU. Yeah. Yeah. The NFL CU is, is rocking and I'm interested to see where it goes. Um, the Ed Hockley, uh, standalone is going to be interesting. Ha- directed by Zack Snyder. Everyone yeah, enjoyed it. Zack Snyder. <laughs> Snyder. Directed, obviously. Yeah, obviously. And so does this uh, mean like any given Sunday is that that Ang Lee Incredible yes. Hulk movie? Yeah. Okay, it right. is. Sounds good. And I, you know, wait till you guys see. I mean, the one that's really going to bring this home is um, the Aaron Sorkin written Deflate Gate film. <laughs> um, Can't wait. That's the one we're waiting on, right? With that's Trent Reznor soundtrack. Yeah. Brady, though. I yeah. mean, well, come on. he has yeah, to. Yeah, be yeah, Brady. yeah. <laughs> and everyone else is four foot seven on the field. But Johnny, uh, I'll not Mark. Just... <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> what if we just we just went on for forty minutes about people were just frantically googling like, oh my god. Uh, yeah, my biggest criticism: not enough Sonny Weaver. Yeah. Uh, so, no, this movie is. Is Vontae Mac even in this movie? My gosh. <laughs> Can't you hit on it? it, it our biggest thing of, of Parkland 
criticism of Parkland is that it felt a little after school specially or TV movie. And, you know, when I first saw the trailer for this, it didn't seem that way. But the more I watched the trailer, I started kind of get bad vibes of it's a lot of talent in this. I just um, it, I think they're all working from a pretty weak script. Mm-hmm. And we've seen Baldwin and Brooks and Smith be great in a lot of things to to blame them. And And, and Smith is really good. His commitment level is is very high and and he really inhibits this person and there are moments where you do forget it's will smith but that's not really what i want out of my will smith like that's why cruz is the gets it cruz never tries to disappear into a role and you know will smith is kind of somewhere in that way i don't really want to see him go full method i i kind of like to see will smith in movies and wish he would do more of that but uh I suppose that's what focus was, and that didn't go well. But this this is a a B minus to C plus screenplay that they tried to trump up mm-hmm. with through theatrics and casting into a Oscar worthy film, and so I think that juxtaposes it, and makes it look worse than it actually is. But it's just it's it's just it's an, it's fine. It's an airplane movie. This is an airplane movie about very serious subject matter, and and that's uh, because the subject matter is serious. That's disappointing. Hundred percent agreed, and it is serious. And my biggest issue with this movie is that they just—at least for me, anyway—they I just felt like they were just trying to make me feel horrible about football, about watching football, about <laughs> liking football, football, about knowing people that played football, about ever having been associated with football in my life. Mm-hmm. And I will admit, I work for an NFL team. Right. So this is a little weird for me to watch because my life is football eight <laughs> hours a day every day uh, mm-hmm. for the past four years and ongoing throughout my career. So me especially, I felt like they were calling me out for <laughs> being associated with it. And there's a segment in here, and I don't know if this is fabricated or if this is something they actually took from archives or what. I don't know how they would have gotten the rights in the first place, but the – ESPN segment called Jacked Up, where they're yeah. like just showing the big hits and stuff, like trying to make us feel guilty about watching that stuff, like as if we put that out there. No, we're just the public. Like, y'all put that out there, you know? We're the ones who watch the NFL games, but we're not the players playing the game. I, I mean, they, they, they place the blame on the wrong people, I feel like, with this. Like, the general public and the uh, people going to watch the Pittsburgh Steelers rather than the Pittsburgh Steelers themselves or. I've always felt like with football, and football players will be the first to tell you that they know exactly what they're getting themselves into most of the time. Whether that's CTE is debatable. Nowadays, they probably do know more about CTE than they did, say, in the times where uh, with Mike Webster and the subject uh, matter of this film. You know you're playing a physical game. You know that you're risking your life, really, to go out there and do that. I've heard, I've seen polls of like, you know 90% of the NFL or people who have played the NFL say they would do it all over again because of the opportunity to play in the National Football League. It's about uh, the opportunity and the money and all, and all that. It's just the opportunity is too great. And whether the quality of the game goes down or not, we'll, we'll have to see in 30 years whether these studies and this movie and things like that have a real effect on it. But I, I just think the NFL is the NFL, and they, they make it clear here. They hammer it down your throat. And, you know, They try to make you feel guilty that, the NFL is on Sunday now and not church, you know, like, <laughs> like there's no God anymore because of football, basically, because we watch football <laughs> and it's just, they, they really hammer at home. They made me feel 
feel some things, you know, uh, to, th- mm-hmm. to think about uh, the impact of the actual people that uh, this, this affects. And, and I will say, you know, just from my firsthand experience, I, what I've noticed is that if any player on our team uh, experiences any, they're the first thing, they shut them down immediately. Like they don't mess around with that stuff. Any, I think, you know, we are as a, as a human beings and as a league and everything getting past that finally of, you know, taking saying, get back in there, son. You know, uh, we right, really are right. taking these things serious now. And I see it firsthand that, you know, people are taking the steps necessary to improve the situation. Um, but what a way for this to be discovered. And I wonder if the, I can't believe there was any cooperation from the league at all. You know, there's archive footage used here. The Pittsburgh Steelers seemed heavily involved somehow. You know, their stadium is used. Their logos are used everywhere, you know. They had to have signed off on a lot of this, and it would, it confuses me as to why they would do that. Because Brian, um, yeah. I want to ask you: Is there any positive that can be? No, from no. A and the, standpoint, and 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 that's yeah. the thing. Like, I think you're totally right, Ken. Like, it's it's a very heavy handed movie, and I I never appreciate heavy handedness, and it puts all of us in a weird position. You you more than than us. This is like whenever for me when like I don't know like Noah when Noah comes out. Like, I hate any movie that is, uh, like, where I have to cross uh, my faith with a movie because it just puts me in an awkward position every time, you know? And um, so you're kind of in that boat now, Kent. And, but I, I think it puts all of us in an awkward spot. I, I don't want to speak for you, Godwin, but I know I know Kent and Richard and I are all, you know, we love football. The reason we're recording so late tonight is because I was watching a football game. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I you know, I, I, love, I love football, and yet... <laughs> there's really no denying that it is terrible for you. It is really one of the worst things that you can do to your body in so many, so many ways. And, um, I, I'm in an awkward position as well because I, you know, I work with kids and youth sports and it is real. I'll be honest. Like it's, especially since the league of denial came in, I've known some of this stuff for a long time, but have gotten more and more into it over the last couple of years. And it is, I get really upset, to be honest with you, whenever I see like Facebook photos of kids that have come. Uh, my program ends in sixth grade, and so they, you know, they all move on to middle school and high school and whatever. But I, I kind of get sick to my stomach whenever I see one of my kids that's come through my program that's now playing tackle football at you know ninth grade or whatever, mm-hmm. or or because I just wonder. What I wonder more than anything is if the parents understand what's happening to their kids bodies through this and it's just tough because like i think you're right on an extent kid because i look football players i think they have to know that it's bad for their body for for a hundred years you have to know that this is not the best thing that you can do with your body um but i do think there's some serious some pretty hard evidence that the nfl knew not necessarily about cte but just how awful concussions and subconcussive hits were to yep. players heads long before they ever it ends it a lot known. of careers it ends Troy yes. Finn's career yes. it ends it ends yeah. careers all the time and and I'm, it's just it's really it's but it, to prevent it is the thing how do you that's prevent the thing, the and, thing? And, and, how do you NFL, how do you how do you move forward right you do you right. remove helmets there's no helmets yeah. now so people aren't tackling with their helmets do you uh What do you do? Do you eliminate tackling from the game? Do you make it like a two-hand touch league or what do you do? That's the problem for for football in general is you can – 
they're doing so much. They're doing a, such a better job of trying to uh, uh, go along with the like a concussion. We identify it so much quicker now. Um, we're so much more cautious about it, and it's great. That's a huge step in the right direction. But it's really not the concussions. It's the subconcussive hits that the linemen are getting. Yeah. How many snaps is there in an, in an average NFL game? Like seventy or something. Seventy like that. to eighty snaps. That's seventy to eighty subconcussive hits, pretty much for yeah. for the people on the line. And that's where that's where you're you're it's a cumulative damage that's being done yeah. to the brain. And short of saying, okay, we're gonna take out, we're gonna you know eliminate, we're gonna strip down the pads, we're gonna eliminate helmets or go back to leather hats, you know, or or just get rid of the line completely. I, I you have to change the game entirely to be able to get to a point where you can protect these players from that kind of thing. And so that's not going to happen. What's going to happen instead is um, the NFL will keep rolling because they're, you know, a huge machine and they can, and they'll keep going. And the problem is football becomes a sport for the poor instead of a sport for everyone. It's exactly what happened to boxing. And that's where the, I don't think because it's so, when you're making so much money hand over fist, the way the NFL does, it's really hard to, look forward and see, okay, is are things rolling the right way? Because I can tell you from, from working in youth sports, they're not rolling the right way. Like youth sports uh, participation, not just football, but just across the board, youth sports participation in this country is down significantly and it drops every single year. And there's a lot of factors in that. Um, but football especially is taking a huge hit because there are some people that are paying attention and saying, I can't let my kid do this. I can't put my kid through this and what's going to happen is just like with boxing it becomes a way out of a bad situation and those are the kids that are going to keep doing it and th- in some ways that's just that's appalling <laughs> you know in some ways it becomes like but in some ways like bo- in, some, event, in some ways boxing got worse because the ufc came out and now yes. it's even more intense yeah. and more yes. and more yeah. awful for you yes, so if the nfl goes away they're going to do something that's the xfl level you know like <laughs> yeah. Or anything I'm, goes football league or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. When, it's just fun. You know, when I was when I was coming up as a as a kid and as a teenager, I knew a lot of people who who boxed at least, you know, on some a couple of days a week kind of thing. And that pretty much only exists anymore in lower income communities. And that's where we're kind of headed with football. And I, I don't know again, the I don't have a great solution. Now, though, to is, that. is the boxing gym. I have three boxing sure. gyms sure. in my house. But sure. no, no kids. It's yeah. all just like it, it's it's a really weird spot that football is in, and and I think uh, you know Baldwin's Baldwin's not great in this movie because he's not he really isn't written well for I don't think, but he did have a great line you know when he's when he's talking to uh, Will Smith's character and just essentially says he just kind of feels betrayed by the sport or feels like a scorned lover or something like that of just like, I love this so much. And yet I can see that it's just, it's not, it doesn't return the love essentially. It's something like that. And I, I totally feel that way because I, I love football so much and I love sitting down to watching it, but I, every, almost every game now, there's just a little bit, maybe it's only a, you know, a fraction of a percentage point, but there's just a little bit more of me that thinks, gosh, these guys are just, they're killing themselves for this. And I just, it's, it's hard. And that's, that's coming from somebody who, who loves the sport and has for, for, you know, 25 years or whatever. It's, it's going to get real hard when you involve, if, if moms figure out (laughs) 
how awful this is for your, for their kids. It's a real it's a real issue for not just for the NFL but for football in general. Yeah, it's 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 a real issue, and uh, that's why it's so sad that I mean this movie's out, and is anyone talking about it? Right, Star yeah. Wars is, exactly. is all that. The, I mean, I'm I'm saying to, to be serious. I mean, no, I mean totally. Yeah, this is yeah, as, I think the uh, is I this as in your face as I've I, I I never expected it to be that in your face. Like with a uh, with Luke Wilson playing Roger Goodell, as it went that far, you know, with like yeah. They yeah. bring really bring the NFL into this and b- b- point the finger at them for a majority of the movie, and we're gearing up for week sixteen here in the NFL season. Really yeah. stoked about the playoffs and Cam Newton and Josh Norman and Odell Beckham just got a huge fight last week, and we're all stoked, you know. And and yeah. really nothing has been said, and that's what's sad. Yeah, I yeah. think they let their Oscar wishes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They get, get it got in the way. way. It got in the get way. In the way of making the filmmaking an impact. Because I think this definitely does make a bigger impact if it comes out in like September. Yeah. Yeah. Godwin. And, Godwin. And what are your uh, I, I, thoughts? Yeah, I I completely agree with, with Richard. There, I, you could just you could tell that the one thing that everyone was looking for here was the the, the ability to actually make sure that this makes a difference with respect to the story. But the fact that they were more, they were, they seemed. You could tell, uh, even from the directing and from the from the writing, it was inclined towards more of Oscar season. And oh yeah, we we mm-hmm. we, we need to get that Oscar buzz going, as opposed to actually relating this story uh, for us to for it to have an impact. Um, I feel like they were a whole lot more interested in doing that, and and that's why you could you could see the heavy handedness of the lines. Of, of being uh, being put out, Baldwin. A typical example is just Baldwin. The writing for Baldwin it was atrocious, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, oh, and man, I yeah. yeah, I and every single scene I was there, and I, I I I was just rolling my eyes all through because it was like, oh okay, uh, we need to make sure Will gets nominated with, with this performance. Is essentially they, that seemed to be the focus of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to getting that story out there. Yeah, you're exactly right. And some of the dialogue. Let me just. I wrote a few things down here, a few lines. <laughs> one of them is. One of them was when Will Smith, I guess, walks to a high school and he's watching football practice. He didn't know what football is. He's watching football practice. He's a coach, and the coach is yelling at the team, "You go be violent. You go choke." Oh God. He says, "You go be violent. You go choke him." Oh, I don't. Re- I I played football in high school. You know, only a few years, mind you. But I don't ever recall a coach saying, "You you be violent, <laughs> you go choke him." And there's another line as after he's walking away, uh, Will Smith is, or Doctor Amalu is, and he says, "God did not intend for us to play football." Oh like, gosh, it, it, that I... was an actual line in the movie. Like, so theater. we're sinning by in, playing football is what they're saying. In my, te- in my theater, there was an act that people actually just groaned. You could hear it when that line came out. It was like... Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It I, can, I can show you Terrell Owens' body and prove otherwise. You know, <laughs> a lot of other dudes that look pretty much like they were designed to play football. J.J. <laughs> Watt looks like he was designed to play football. Are you, but are you telling the truth, though? That's the thing, right? The, the heavy heavy handedness goes as far as when Doctor Amalu is meeting with the NFL or, or with a lawyer, and they say, 
to him, you think you're being a good American as yeah. as if to yeah. say that the American people stand by the concussions yeah. like like that. We uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that wasn't that wasn't yeah, Michael Malley's exactly. best work. Wasn't Michael Malley's best work. Let's be uh-huh. Before. I know. Poor, oh man, we, we might, have, we have, we might have to rename the O'Malley's the Zone. <laughs> <laughs> right. you know, for, so for me, the the like I said, Will Smith's performance was. Uh, um, you could tell he was, uh, like Richard said, he was he was so into it, like the whole mannerisms and 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 everything about Doctor O'Malley. But um, for, for I, so I went to see this movie with a bunch of my friends and. Uh, and they just couldn't stop laughing because the, the accent was killing us. From the first time Will Smith opened his mouth, you could tell that, oh, this is someone who he tried to get the Nigerian accent. He's going all <laughs> in. He's like, yeah. okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> he's like, yeah, um, yeah, uh, I'm going to try no matter how ridiculous this sounds. And, and it did every single scene. because And for me, that was a bit of a distraction as well. Sure. Um, yep. So yes, yeah, so, and and that and that just kind of relates to what Richard was saying. Like uh, when uh, when Will when Will uh, tries to do a serious role, he just goes like he goes complete method. The David Morris playing Mike Webster, the the overacting. I mean, yeah, I feel bad for Mike Webster. His family. I mean, yeah. he's a real. I mean, I understand in his defense in David Morse's David Morse's defense. There. There's not a lot of ways to convey concussions on with acting. Does that make sense? I don't. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I mean, mm. it just it was kind of cringy, and it was the whole. I don't know any of the players that they showed during the movie. Their whole freak out scenes and all that was just kind of. That that's what was kind of high school level for me. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, it's let's just say this is a it's a poorly directed film. Like oh, yeah. I oh, yeah. I don't I kind of don't ever want to see Peter Landsman get <laughs> get a good movie again because I you guys review I didn't I wasn't there for the Parkland episode. I think my son was sick or something. I missed that episode, but well, I did well, watch well, that movie I, and well, I thought I'm, it was garbage. Like yeah. Yeah. and and um, I I think JFK that's such an interesting story like J- the movie jfk is one of my favorite films and it's totally bonkers and ridiculous but it's a such an interesting story but that parkland movie sucked and I, question for you dill brian i so i yeah. heard um ridley Scott was initially supposed to direct this do you think that this would have been a whole lot better with him <sighs> in the hell i mean i would think it would have to be and i look ridley was on a really bad slump prior yeah. to <laughs> so I so think maybe he was I'm a just, producer of this, actually. Okay, yeah. I would. I mean, I would just think. I just think it's a really poorly directed film. If I'm, and it's kind of weird that he went from that he got this movie, you know, and and got to write and direct it as well, and got Will Smith and all that because it just that's uh, you know it's kind of the opposite of the of the Ryan Coogler Sylvester Stallone sort of thing, you know, where that. Stallone basically told him, go out and prove that you can actually direct a movie and then maybe I'll do this, you know, and this is like, okay, but he can't, he's not very good. I, I just, I mean, he has only directed a couple films, so maybe he gets better, but it's kind of weird to get this big of a, of a property because this should be a huge movie. If not a huge earner than a, you know, this should be a multiple Oscar nominee sort of film. Yeah, and it exactly. just, it really misses the, the mark on so right. many levels. And 
again, I don't think it's bad, but I think it's because a the subject matter in general is very interesting, and B Will Smith is is very good. And but man, the rest of it is just kind of kind of a mess. And oh yeah, um, it's certainly there's no point of of just of greatness or that moment where you're like, oh, okay, that's that's the that's the one you send in, you know. That's the that's the highlight reel sort of. But, uh, but the tell, the tell you truth scene though. <laughs> it's it sure wants to be, doesn't it? I mean, man, it wants. It, to had be. it not been in the trailer, maybe it had been that would. Be yeah, that's true. that's true. I don't know. <laughs> that could be accurate, but that, this is the problem with Oscar Beatty films: is that if you don't do it well, it's very rare to come out of one of those and be like, yeah, it didn't quite get its mark, but it was, you know, it was pretty solid. Like instead, you all you all you end up thinking about is. That should have been better, or that here's where they how they could have made that a better film, or or you know things like that. And I feel like that's all we're kind of left with with concussion is just this should be a really good movie. This should be a sobering movie. This should be a movie that makes a huge cultural impact. And instead, it got buried on Christmas. And uh, I don't think Will. I mean, I I really don't think Will Smith's going to get a nomination for it. He's kind of on right on the outside looking in, and there's certainly nothing else in this film that's going to get any kind of attention. So it's not going to be critically adored. It's not going to get awards and it's not going to make money. That's, that's a pretty big swing and a miss for this kind of a property. Yeah, I agree. And, but Brian, when's the last time, honestly, you can say you heard Nina Sky's move your body featured prominently <laughs> in a, I have not heard that song since yeah, 2004. I'm not man. even kidding. And, <laughs> When I heard it in this movie, I was – I don't even know what to think about yeah. it. There's – I mean the script, some of it seems shoehorned, like the fact that they say, you know what you need to do? You need to meet a girl. And the next scene, yeah. he oh meets his wife. Goodness. I was like, you freaking kidding me. The next scene, less than a minute later, he met his wife. <laughs> oh my god yeah that was yeah that a was lot so, there's so, so much that could be changed and and should be better and i'm just i'm just disappointed in that because i i've been i've been kind of hoping that this would make some kind of a cultural impact and there's just you know there's no way there's no way and so that means i don't know maybe we'll get another one of these somewhere down the line or maybe like force people to watch Michael the Fassbender. documentary or something yeah with fast Bender, but I don't know. It's just it's, it's a real disappointment. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it is. It always it, it would not just, disappoint me. Just wait till you hear Wilmer Valderrama's though. It's good. Oh my god. Let's uh, let's hit a grade, I guess, Brian. You know, I came in thinking I was going to go like a B plus, and now I feel maybe B minus. Like it's I've talked myself down because it's it just feels like such a missed opportunity, and I think. I think Will Smith just makes it such a it really brings any good parts. It's Will Smith or I, I really enjoyed that the one segment where he's explaining the whole thing to those the other doctors. I think that's yeah, a yeah. really well designed scene. It, yeah, it's yeah. powerful. It's sobering. Like it hits all the marks that I want the film as a whole to hit. And uh, I thought that scene was awesome. And then it's just kind of it's really downhill from there. Other than uh, than Will Smith, I'm gonna average it out and just say I'm just gonna go with the straight B. There's a really heavy-handed montage sequence yeah. in this too. Oh. That's showing like slow motions of heads hitting and brains shaking and heads, and <laughs> he like has the orange in the water bottle and he's like shaking it around violently, and it's just making yeah. you, and they're juxtaposing the imagery of that with uh, him shaking the bottle, and it's just kind of like God, stop, just stop. I know. Yeah, uh, we get it. We get yeah, it already. Exactly. It's just. <laughs> It gave me anxiety a bit. I guess that's what they were going for, but man, 
Uh, I'm going to go same grade, Brian, B minus. Yeah. You got to applaud the effort, but wow, swing and a miss. Uh, Godwin. Yeah, I um, uh, totally agree with you guys. Uh, I felt this was going to be a really, really um, interesting story. I was going with going in the, uh, into the, the theater hoping for hoping for great things. And uh, um, the, the only good thing I could take out of this was essentially Will Smith's performance. The fact that mm-hmm. they just kept on trying to paint the story, uh, focusing more, trying to paint this white white and black tale, like uh, um, how Omar Luz portrayed like without any flaws and we've got he's fighting this big organization as opposed to concentrating on the importance of the story killed it for me and uh mm-hmm. the it, it was the writing was just atrocious like i felt the movie was at least 40 minutes too long um <laughs> <laughs> just uh, and i guess because it's based off an article anyway so yeah i guess that's it so for me uh i'm gonna go with, with you guys as well to a b minus okay richard I'm going to go the lowest grade of the group. Uh, I'm going to go C+. Plus. Okay, well, lower than I expected. Um, I yeah. thought this was going to be when, you know, when we heard about this project, expected more and disappointing. Man, yeah. I just, it's sad. I feel for these people that have been affected by it. I just would hate to be a family member of one of these people and to see this and to, I mean, I'm sure you would be, you would feel emotion for your loved one, but still feel like no justice will be done about it, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, that's unfortunate. Hey, ma'am, fam, question for you. Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people, but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter.com. Dot com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. So let's move on, guys. Let's hit a recommend. Weekly recommends. I'm going to recommend Fargo Season 2. Oh, oh nice. Finish it up. That is so good. Unbelievable. And I can't wait for Fargo Season 3. I didn't think they could top Fargo Season 1. I was wrong. Uh, Fargo, Fargo Season 2 is as good, if not better. Uh, Kent, mind you, Kent, very different. Uh, yeah. Kent, question for you. Fargo and the Americans. What's the best oh, right now? I'm a sucker for Fargo because, believe it or not, prior to the show coming out, Fargo is my favorite movie of all time. So oh. I got to go with Fargo just because I love this world that you know it exists yeah. in and everything. But the Americans is... I it's, think it's quite are, solid. It's super solid. Yeah, that's one. The, Amer- one the Americans a, will be one. TV shows. On the, TV Fargo right. is is really hyped right now. Americans will be one that people will appreciate after its time. Like no one watches it though. And, yeah, and by and by people you mean the four. Yeah, the four it'll, it'll be the it'll be the uh, the wire in, sure. in ten yeah, years. People sense. will be like, you've never seen the Americans, you know, and <laughs> and, and you know, it'll be one of those. I, I and Carrie Russell will still be hot. Even. <laughs> yes. So that's my recommend. Uh, you can 
stream it, I believe, on Hulu in the FX app. If you have FX, they have the whole season on there still uh, able to stream on demand if you want to get yeah. caught up. It's fantastic, and I assume we will be talking about it later this year when Emmy yeah. nominations come out and things like yeah. that. Kit, I've got three to go, and when I do, after I finish up, we might. We, you and I should maybe do an episode. We should. Richard's like two I want to revisit season one. Maybe we could do both of those seasons. Yeah, one that'd be cool. Episode kind of thing. Yeah, that'd it's, be fun. It's it's a great show. So that's my recommend, uh, Brian. I'm gonna give you a two part real fast because I just checked. League of Denial is on Netflix, and if you cool. were interested in this, that's a thirty uh, for thirty, matter. is it not? Or something? no, it's just it a PBS be, documentary. Yeah, it was gonna be in the ESPN or uh, NFL kind of nixed it. So yeah, uh, yeah, check that out. It's that is a, that is a great great documentary, and I just feel like if you're gonna let your kid play football, that's fine, but you should know what's going on first. Is all is all I'm saying. Sure. So uh, check that out. Uh, but I'm gonna recommend a book as well, and I've been reading it for. A long time. It's I'll be. I'm gonna admit up front. It's kind of a slow read, um, but I also think it's it's very interesting at the same time. So it's the kind of book I told Richard about. This is the kind of book that I I typically say, "Oh, that looks great. I'm going to read that," and then I never actually read the book because I got to read like Divergent or something, some stupid instead. (laughs) Um, This book is called The Last Unicorn. It's by William Du Bois or Du Bois. I'm not exactly sure how you say it. it's about this uh, – It he goes on a, an exploration or he joins an, an exploration into uh, Laos and then the Vietnamese border trying to catch sight of the this uh, a, a particular kind of it, – it's called a sola. It's like a goat, deer, antelope sort of thing that no Westerner has ever seen or uh, – they're trying to prove that it's still there so that they can get – this uh, this particular tract of land uh, declared, you know, like a, a park or, or a reserve or whatever. It's a very well, very very well written book. This guy has a has a great history of writing, uh, you know, nature and ecology sort of uh, related books. And um, it, like I said, it's kind of a slow read. It's a long book, but it's I I think it's worth your time if if you're interested in that kind of uh, kind of stuff. Um, it took me a little while, but it's uh, it's very very well written, and uh, he brings. A great perspective to it that's not uh it's not particularly preachy or overly scientific he kind of blends all those things together quite well and i, I very much enjoyed it so check it out if you get it if you're interested in that kind of uh material will do godwin uh i will be recommending a documentary that i think just just came out on netflix uh, though it's been released a while back it's called songs from the north and it's uh, uh, from a director called Son Mi Yu. I think I hope I, I hope I said that right. So it's essentially just taken from footage of the director's uh, three visits to North Korea, and it it gives you just a different perspective. Uh, the director's been involved in things like that before. I think uh, the other credits was uh, in 2012 he uh, released a, a movie called Far From Afghanistan. So it's essentially just it it. it it, it, it's it's a it's a good it's about an hour twelve minutes long. It's it's mm. a really good uh, watch. It talks about North Korea, and, uh, something that we've really not seen apart from the, everything you just see on the news, essentially. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that that, that I, I recommend that. Wow. Yeah. I I want to know more about North Korea. I think yeah. there's going to be some kind of tell-all eventually, definitive documentary about that. Yeah. And yeah I'm excited exactly. for it. I think this is kind of the closest you can oh, get cool. to to anything right now. To good. Be honest. Yeah. Well, Richard, what do you got? 
Yeah, I've only one episode into this, so I can't recommend uh, completely. But I just started uh, the Man in the High Castle. Oh yeah, and uh, first episode's really cool. So I uh, I'll just do a brief recommend on that. Watch it with me, folks. I and tweet me or email me or whatever. That's but, on Amazon uh, Prime, I believe, right? Correct. It's on Amazon Prime. How cool is that that they've become a player in all this yeah. original programming? Sure. Mm-hmm. Makes you wonder what Apple could do if they decided to dip their toe into. To all that. What if they just bought Netflix or something? <laughs> it could. Smart, smart investment. Uh, you know, here's an interesting uh, trivia for you. So you know how Apple has all this cash, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, a lot, I, uh, this seems like a random company, but it just uh, I, I know people that work for this company. So Apple has all this cash stacked up. The interest they make um, on the cash. On the cash is more than Alaska Airlines makes in revenue. <laughs> Fourth biggest airline in the United States. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. The Fortune yeah. 500 company. They have like something like $100 billion or, or something like just in cash. Like 250 something. Okay. Yeah. Sheesh. Wow. Man. And just think if they would just keep pumping out Steve Jobs movies. It just <laughs> grow, grow, and grow. And keep that uh, brand out there, you know? For sure. Wow. <laughs> I want them to start their own streaming service and only have Jobs and Steve Jobs. That's <laughs> it. And then the, uh, and the, the Noah Wiley movie from Fashion. the TV movie. Yeah. And the, uh, the documentary. The documentary yeah. as well. Yeah, Man, uh, exactly. Man That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get out of here. Godwin, thank you for joining us. Where thank can we you find you so online? much for having me, guys. Always a pleasure to have you guys with me. It's uh, awesome. It's, it's been great, and I'm sure we'll have you back. Where can Definitely. we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at uh, GWNedum. That's G-W-N-E-D-U-M. All right. Where can we find you, Brian? You can find me on the Twitter at BGill12. You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Richard, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Richard Barden or at richardbarden.com. Kent, where can I find you? You can find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison. Find our show on Twitter at MAM underscore podcast. Find our show online at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. And uh, subscribe on iTunes. Leave us iTunes reviews. Those are always appreciated and go a long way. And if you would like to help keep the show going, donate the amount of your choosing at our website as well. And until next time, we'll see you at the cinema. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I've got you pegged. But I don't know what to do with those tossed down and new scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. The salad and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.